Yo, welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike is in the building. Mike, go ahead and say hi. <clears throat> hi. Thrilling as usual, Mike. We also have our best friend, Dell, is standing in the corner on standby. Dell. Let the folks at home know you are real. I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. You guys might know me, Chris, from this show mostly. That's what I do. You might also know me from my job where I produce sadness. You also might know me from my YouTube channel, Chris vs. the World, Laser Lemming. Often ignored, but never forgotten. You know what? We're actually going to be starting to put archived versions of this show on YouTube once, you know, we hit that. 100 episode threshold. I think that's what we're going to do. I think that's what we're going to do. It's going to take some time, but I think it'll be worth it. We'll finally be able to balloon this audience to the 8 billion people that watch YouTube. It'll be great. It'll be great. Don't forget, of course, that you can subscribe to this show anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Republic, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere, anywhere. And you know what else you could do? If you have a friend, or a family member that listens to podcasts, you can subscribe us on their phone or tablet or computer. They don't have to know. They don't have to not know. You know, all of a sudden they get a notification every Friday. They're like, oh, what's this thing? What's this thing that keeps popping up on my screen? What's this thing I keep swiping away? One day they're going to accidentally listen and they'll become a fan. That's my theory. We have a great show for y'all this week. We're going to be talking about the return of Tony Hawk Pro Skater and the return of Paper Mario. We're also going to be talking about uh, some dead celebrities and ordering online during a pandemic. Very frustrating stuff. We're also going to be answering some very, very wonderful listener questions. We have some great questions this week. It's going to be fun. All right? I'm saying it right now. It's going to be fun. Hey, Mike. So, this is our 81st episode of this show. That's why I said I'm going to have to archive this show because I think on my host I, I can I can do up to, I can they'll host up to 100 episodes of this show before they start deleting shit that's how I understand it we'll see what happens so I'm thinking I'm going to start uh, putting older episodes on to the YouTubes you know until we're really big and we can throw the old episodes back up on or you know we'll 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 get really big we'll be real big shots and we'll act like our, our ish don't stink and we'll put up a Patreon, and we'll gate it behind a paywall. It'll be wonderful. You guys will love that, right? Anyway, in October, in October, this show is going to be two years old. Wow, how time flies when you're busy as hell. This podcast is actually older than my son, which is weird because he's seven weeks old. He's seven weeks old now, guys. None of you, none of you send us any congratulations. Not that you, I mean, I was going to say not that you would know, but you would know that. You would know that if you were paying attention. Now, if you're a new listener to this show, I don't blame you. But, of course, I do expect a congratulations every week that my son is another week older. You know, we don't have to do that forever, just until I die. Anyway, this show, Chris to Chris, the one you're listening to right now, it's grown a lot since our first episode, but I do want it to keep growing and evolving constantly, which means we got to change it up a bit, you know? Every now and then, you got to shake stuff up. So I'm thinking of adding a new feature to the podcast. You know, we've already got polls and news and video game corner and and tips and listener questions. But what else can we add, you know? I'm thinking of adding in like an amateur therapy hour to the show. And I, I don't mean a literal hour. That would be insanity. 
But you know what I'm saying? What do you think, Mike? Amateur therapy? Sound good? Bad idea. Bad idea? Yeah? All right. Well, I've got more. I've got more. We'll figure it out. But first... It's just the tip of the week. So I bought my mom some Facebook spyware for Mother's Day. It's this, uh, It's called like the Portal Portal Mini. It's pretty much a, it's like a tablet. It's like a little video screen with a camera on it. And it can like, the camera can track you and follow you and, and listen in on you. And I don't know. The whole idea is that you're chatting with somebody else who has this camera ideally, right? You could also use it to check who's at the door if you have like a smart, like a ring doorbell, that sort of thing. So I bought that for my mom for Mother's Day on uh, the Amazon. And that was a big pain in the ass. That was a big mistake. See, there's this thing going around. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called COVID-19, and it is making everything a nightmare. Everything is more complicated than it ever was before. So I bought this from Amazon, and it said it arrived the... Friday, so two days before Mother's Day. You said, hey, it's here. Go get it. And the way it works at my apartment complex is that we now have this system. It's called Luxor. So they have a room that they call it the package room. And the the package deliverer, you know, the Amazon guy, the UPS guy, the FedEx guy, or girl, you know, whoever, whoever is delivering your package, it's usually a guy. So the, the Amazon guy uh, takes the package and he scans it into the Luxor machine. It takes a picture of your package and then you get a code texted to you or emailed to you uh, that, that lets you in to the package room, which has a camera on it so or in it so you can uh, not get caught stealing stuff or could get caught stealing stuff. Am I making sense here? The whole point is that this is a more secure way to pick up packages and you could do it on your own time. You could do it at midnight, 3 a.m., whatever time your drunk ass wants to walk over to the package room. So, I get an alert from Amazon saying, hey, your package was delivered, but I don't get a Luxor code. I don't get the code saying, come get it. We, we, we're going to let you in. So I think, hey, that's weird. I check the Amazon app to track the package. There's no picture. Usually, Amazon also takes a picture of your package where they left it. No picture. So I decide to, to be a little sneaky. I, I go to the package room, and I wait for somebody else to go in. And I just follow them in, you know, because I don't have a coat. I can't get in. The door is locked. So I wait. Somebody comes in. I walk in. There is a U.S. Postal Service guy in there. He's talking on the phone on his, uh, on his Bluetooth. The, the person, the girl that I followed in, she left. She got her package and left, you know, just like a professional. Me, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm Picking up packages, I'm like, oh, this is probably contaminated with COVID. This is probably contaminated with COVID. I'm just looking for my name, right? And this guy, you know, he's on his phone. Uh, before the girl comes in, I could hear him through the door. He's talking to his homie, and, you know, he's burping, he's farting, he's joking around. He's just clowning, right? And when I'm there, he feels a little weird uh, being his free self. So he's like, look, this guy's been here five minutes. So he starts talking to me. He's like, having trouble finding your package, man? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I explained what happened. I said... Is an Amazon package, and uh, it said that it was here, but I didn't get the Luxor code, so I'm just looking, man. And he's like, look, here's what happened, man. I'm like, whoa, this guy knows something. He said, here's what happened yesterday. Because I, I this was Saturday. I didn't explain that to you. So this was the next day the package was, uh, was, the package was delivered on Friday, supposedly, and I was looking on Saturday in the, in the package room. So it's Saturday. He's like, here's what happened yesterday, man. 
So I was dropping off all my packages. And when I went to the actual mailbox room, which is a separate room, when I went to the mailbox room, there were four Amazon packages just sitting on the ground chilling in the wrong room. And, you know, I don't know if that one of those was your package, but could be. And he showed me the picture. And so I took a picture of his phone on my phone. Anyway, I'm pissed, but I'm like, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, showing me this. Uh, you know, God bless, uh, God bless the United States of America. Thank you for your service in the uh, U.S. Postal Service. And so I get on the horn with Amazon. I, I get on their uh, little chat function online. I talk to uh, Sarjeet or whatever his name was. And uh, he's like, look, look, dude, uh, sorry for the inconvenience. Here's, here's a 25% refund. The package should be there any day now. It should be there by May 11th. You know, it's past Mother's Day, but because of the inconvenience, we're going to give you 25% back. So I'm like, all right, man. Um, you know, my mom's going to be devastated that she didn't get her spyware, but at least, you know, we're getting uh, 25% of our purchase back. So package doesn't come. It's May 12th now, day after they said it was supposed to be there. I get on the horn with Amazon. They're like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's probably not coming, bro. They said it's not coming. Probably not going to come. So uh, we'll just uh, refund you the rest of it. I'm like, well, this is no longer, uh, they, they called it a uh, uh, gesture of goodwill that they were going to be the 25% back. So, well, this is no longer a gesture of goodwill, I guess, you know, you're just uh, kind of refunding me and making me, you're just slowly paying me back everything that I paid and I'm not getting the package. So I was a little frustrated. I said, okay, well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you a $20 credit that you can use to uh, purchase it. You know, that was less than the, uh, the gesture of goodwill. But I'm like, you know what? All right, man, I, I just got to get this gift to my mom. You know, she needs her spyware. So I take the $20 credit. I try to buy the package again. They raise the price of it. They raised the price uh, by like almost like 25 bucks almost. So I'm not too happy about that, but uh, you know I got that twenty dollar credit. I decide to uh, to use it, apply it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Turns out that that twenty dollar credit only applies to packages that are fulfilled by Amazon themselves, and I'm assuming that just applies to Amazon products because I've been looking left and right. I haven't been seeing anything. Amazon Choice products don't even qualify necessarily. So uh, a little frustrated. A little frustrated. Get on the horn with Amazon again. They offer me another $20 credit in itchy itchy and scratchy bucks. It's just <laughs> it's just it's just useless. That's my point. It's money you can't use. But anyway, uh tip of the week is to uh stop ordering things during the pandemic because uh you are part of the problem. I was part of the problem. I'm uh I'm I'm gonna have to say that. You know, uh these people these people need uh hazard pay. They need, uh, they need more. But also, you know, Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos specifically. Screw you, dude. Screw you. you uh, you're exploiting people. Am I getting political? You know, I think it's time we move on to a little thing called Video Game Corner. You guys remember the Tony Hawk games? They were awesome until about like 2006 or so. Then they started to suck, you know? Each game after that was based around some kind of gimmick that didn't really stick. I remember after Guitar Hero was really blowing up, the Tony Hawk games tried to get in on that too. They started uh, 
having like an actual skateboard that didn't have wheels on it. It was like a motion sensing skateboard that you could clumsily use to uh, to do tricks. But it uh, wasn't working out so great. So Activision put the, uh, the franchise on ice for a little bit. And then in uh, 2012, Activision decided to cash in and put a, a, a Tony Hawk H or Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD out, which was like a mix of the the first two Tony Hawk games, Tony Hawk One and Two, except it didn't have all the licensed songs and and the good gameplay. So it sucked. People didn't like it. And then three years later, in 2015, Activision wanted more money, so they they shit out this other game called Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. Nobody liked it. Nobody. I don't think Tony Hawk liked it. I don't think Activision liked it. It's just it was just it was just bad. Just bad. Apparently, you know. I I didn't play it, but it looks very bad. I didn't buy it because I don't I don't pay for for garbage. Anyway, it was bad enough to put the franchise back on ice, right? So Tony Hawk games were were dead until this last Tuesday. See, uh, this guy, uh, Jeff Keighley, he's the guy who runs the Video Game Awards. He has this thing called uh, the Summer of Gaming going. And it's, uh, they're, they, they're pretty much, like every week or so, they're, they're announcing new stuff. And, you know, they'll live stream it and entitled little 12-year-olds will just downvote the shit out of it because it's not exactly what they were looking for at that second. Anyway. So Jeff Keighley gets on this uh, live stream with the actual real Tony Hawk. I think he's probably like 50-something by this point in his life. He's on the screen with Jeff Keighley. They're all on the screen together, and they announce a new Tony Hawk game. And by new Tony Hawk game, I mean an old Tony Hawk game. They, they announced Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. There's no Switch version because they don't like money, I guess. Actually, Activision has a history now of doing this, where they will announce and release a remaster game for the Xbox One and uh, PS4, and like a year later, they'll do a Switch version. I think it's to get people to double dip, to be honest. They did the same thing here. They did it with uh, the uh, Crash uh, Trilogy remastered, the Crash Remastered Trilogy. They did it with uh, the Spyro Remastered Trilogy. They're going to probably do it with the Tony Hawk one and two remastered. Funny thing about this is that this is weird because they just did the same damn thing in 2012. They made this game. It was a bad version of this game, but there, this is this is weird, right? I think this is the first time a company has remade the same two games twice. You know, the the gimmick with this one is that it apparently doesn't suck. Doesn't suck. It's just weird. This one's like, oh yeah, we got we got all the licensed music this time. We're gonna use the old code, so uh, the the skateboard and the skateboarder and the tricks—they're all gonna perform like you expect them to. Graphically, it looks really good. I'm 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 hesitantly optimistic about this one. Hesitantly optimistic because back in the day, boy oh boy, did I enjoy some Tony Hawk games. But you know the, the thing is, uh, during the live stream. Like I said, it was a bunch of 12-year-old kids just thumbs downing, saying, this is this game, the only people excited about this are 50-year-olds. I, I, I remember reading that. Pissed me off. Pissed me off. As a 50-year-old man, that pissed me off. <sighs> oh, and uh, Nintendo just announced a new Paper Mario game is coming out on July 17th. I think it's called Paper Mario the Origami King, something like that. The uh, whole gimmick is that 
they're they're going against these other paper villains that are all about origami and folding and I don't know paper jokes. But they also had some paper mache going on. It looked pretty cool to me. I thought it looked pretty cool. But man, apparently people take their Paper Mario games really seriously. Like, I just don't know. I just don't know if I can get sucked in by it. I don't know if, like, this new art style is really breaking the immersion for me. It's a game called Paper Mario. What do you need? What immersion do you need? What is breaking the immersion for you, asshole? I think it's the same day, actually, that uh, Ghost of... Tsushima is coming out for the PlayStation 4. Sony just did a state of play on that on Thursday. Looks really good. Graphically, it looks really good. It looks really fun. It's made by the guys who did uh, Infamous and Infamous 2 and Infamous Second Son and the the Sly Cooper trilogy and Rocket Robot on the N64. Are you guys still following me here? You know what? Maybe, maybe it's time we stop talking video games. I actually have... Uh, some more ideas for some new features on this show, Chris or Chris. Mike, let me know if any of these sound like winners. First idea. We're going to do a listener survivor. You know, we, we vote out listeners of the show every single week. It could be fun, but it could also be hard to get 8 billion listeners if we're constantly kicking one out. Another idea I have is a weekly Chris to Chris drinking game that you could play while you're listening to the show at work or or while you're driving, or napping, whatever. Another idea is uh, six minutes of silent meditation right at the top of the show. So we'll, we'll do the intro, I'm a simple man, and as it fades out, it's just silence for six minutes straight. And then all of a sudden, yo, 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 it'll, it'll be that, something like that. Any of these sound good, Mike? No. No? Well, shit. I've got one more idea that I've been kicking around. I think you'll like it. I've been thinking of letting people call into this show for a long time now. Because some of my favorite podcasts have voicemails. And I think it adds to the show. You know, I think we could benefit a lot by stealing that idea. In fact, I might even go as far as to say that we were the first podcast to do it. You know, give me a few weeks, a few months, a couple years. I'll be claiming that. I was like, yeah, yeah. Chris to Chris started that. Anyway, we're, we're, we're going to test this ish out. So uh, anybody that wants to leave us a voicemail, you can call in at 909-486-3673 or 909-GUN-DOPE. 909-GUN-DOPE. Now, the number doesn't really tie into the podcast in any way, shape, or form, but gun-dope does sound pretty easy to remember, right? I'm not, I'm not a gun fanatic either. You know, I'm not against guns, but I'm not a gun fanatic. So, uh, it's not like I intentionally made it gun dope, but why not, you know? Until we can get another phone number, maybe a little more podcast related, we're going with 909-GUN-DOPE. So, uh, leave us a message. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, let's move on to the news. Okay, this might be a tough news week for some of you. This is pretty much like an in-memoriam kind of show. So if you have a hard time hearing about people that died, I apologize in advance, but uh, some people totally died this last week. First of all, rest in peace to the double rainbow guy from YouTube. His name was uh, Paul Vasquez or Vasquez. I I think it's Vasquez is how most people use it. So Mr. Paul Vasquez died. He was only 57 years old. Before I heard the news, uh, I had only ever seen his uh, double rainbow video, and his face isn't in it, I don't think. 
But it turns out he's just this nice big guy. Big jolly guy with a big jolly beard. And he is no longer with us. So rest in peace, uh, Paul Vasquez. Also dead is the uh, Roy of Siegfried and Roy. Roy is no more. Uh, it's now just uh, Siegfried. And I think he goes by Siggy Tardust, I believe. So he just died on May 8th from the coronavirus. Go figure, you know. Uh, roar in peace, my friend. He was uh, 75 years old, which is very old for a tiger, but pretty average for a gay guy. Also dead is uh, Mr. Little Richard. Mr. Tutti Frutti himself. Uh, he just died at 87 from ooh, bone cancer. Oh. You know, this memoriam, uh, this memoriam portion of the show is not as fun as I expected it to be. Uh, rest in peace to uh, Mr. Little Richard. I, I really liked his, uh, what was it, the meatball song when I was a kid? How did it go? I'll remember it later. Oh, uh, hell, this one really bummed me out. Uh, Jerry Stiller, which is uh, Ben Stiller's dad, he just died. 92 years old. Man, these, these ages keep going up, though. 57... 57, uh, 75, 87, 92 years old. Man, he lived. He lived. You guys know Jerry Stiller. He, he's, uh, he, was, the, he was George Costanza's d dad in uh, Seinfeld, and he was the dad of the Scientologist uh, Leah, Leah Remini on uh, King of Queens. Man, he was so good on King of Queens. He was so funny. He was, he was great. He was great. I love that guy. Not love loved him, but, you know, I loved him as a friend. His wife actually died a few years back, so I hope they're, you know, they're flying through space heaven right now. Oh, and uh, Ahmad Arbery is still dead after being chased down and shot by Greg and Travis McMichael. Sorry to uh, suddenly get all political on this show, but I've seen some people try to say that this is a perfectly fine reason to kill this guy because he might have been trespassing on a building that was being constructed. I, I, I don't know. People are out of their minds. People people will come up with any kind of reason. Like if 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 your ass was just like chased down and shot, and you're and you're making these kind of justifications for somebody else getting shot, you know, like you deserve the same kind of justifications being thrown your way. Oh yeah, this guy. Yeah, he got shot. Well, you know, he was a dick to me in line once. Yeah, he he totally deserved to die. That's somebody's whole life. Their whole life gone. So uh, yeah, not trying to not trying to sour the mood. Just uh, thought we would acknowledge what happened. Hey Mike, uh, check this out. We got our first voicemail. Check that out. Look at that. We're not recording this live. Hey Mike, shut up for a second. I want to hear this. Hey love, I was just wondering when you're gonna come and uh, help me take care of our kid. Um, yeah. About how much longer are you gonna be in there? All right. Oh, that sounded a lot like my wife. You know, I don't think we've had her on this show since we interviewed her like a year, year and a half ago. It's been a minute. Okay, I think we can make this thing work, you know? We'll, we'll give it a shot, right? Right? Let's do this. Let's, let's do the voicemail thing. You know, if you're interested in leaving us a voice message, again, just call us at 909-GUN-DOPE. It could be a question, a comment, a criticism, or, you know, you could spend your entire message just heaping praise on us. And if it's a quality message, we might just play it on 
Chris to Chris. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, my lawyer, Mr. Dell here, he told me that I need to make it very clear that by leaving us a message, we reserve the right to play it on our podcast and use it in promos and use it to disparage you. Probably not going to do that, you know, unless we're like replying to one of your criticisms. I don't know. My point is, you know, it's kind of like a anything goes. We're operating on the everybody just be cool policy, all right? All right? I think that's a legal term, so we're going to operate on that. Anyway, 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 Mr. Dell, why don't you go ahead and let us know what time it is? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. Our first question comes from Mr. Ken himself. Ken asks, how long has Daisy Ridley been working for you? Well, Ken, uh, Daisy Ridley started working for Chris to Chris pretty much immediately after the rise of Skywalker wrapped up filming. See, uh, Star Wars actors are are kind of notorious for not doing much outside of Star Wars, uh, at least much notable outside of Star Wars, unless your name is Harrison Ford. That said, you know, Mark Hamill's had a bit of resurgence. He did the Joker in the, the Batman the Animated Series. But, you know, Joker in Batman the Animated Series is not as well known as a uh, little guy known as uh, Mr. Indiana Jones. So I think you get where I'm, I'm going here. Uh, Star Wars actors are often kind of just retired. You know, uh, Hayden Christensen, I think he lives in Canada in a ranch by himself. <laughs> totally, totally getting that wrong. But he doesn't do a lot like he used to. And uh, the guy who played young Hayden Christensen in Star Wars Episode One, he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. I don't think he acts at all anymore. You know, he, he was in that little vampire movie and uh, he was in Jerry Maguire, I think. Is that the same kid? I think so. <laughs> Point is, uh, Star Wars actors don't do much. Oh, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm wrong. It's Harrison Ford and Natalie Portman. Those are the two. Those are the two actors that really have a great career. Now, <laughs> point is, Daisy Ridley now works for Chris to Chris. So let the folks at home know you're a real Miss Daisy. I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you, Daisy Ridley. Next question comes from Roosevelt. Roosevelt asks, is the N64 a truly classic gaming console or an overhyped, underperforming, underrated, underwhelming piece of poo? Roosevelt, I am getting the feeling that you are not a big fan of the N64. Well, it's a mixed bag, Mr. Roosevelt. It's a mixed bag. See... First thing you need to understand about the N64, and, you know, going by your question, I know you understand, but the whole three-pronged controller. Three-pronged controller, it was weird. It was foreign to every single person that first saw it, myself included, you know? People don't have three hands, but this thing has three handles. Nintendo was experimenting, and that's what they went with. Of course, if you ever used an N64 for a prolonged period of time, you get it. You just move your left hand to whatever prong you need to the left prong or the middle prong. Bada bing, bada boom, you're done. So the controller itself was weird. What made the N64 a considered a classic? That would be the games. Point blank, point period, the games. Because it wasn't the sales, because the PlayStation dominated sales-wise. And it was a brand new contender. Never been done before. PS1 took off. And the N64 was suddenly finding itself in second place. So, it was the games. You had the, the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, the Legend of Zelda Mayora's Mask. I, I call it Mayora's Mask. I, you know, I do that. I've been doing that for uh, pretty much my whole life since uh, the game came out. 
I'd be giving it that that uh, giving that J that Y sound like it was uh, Spanish, but it's Majora's Mask. Everybody says Majora's Mask, so had that game, Goldeneye, Perfect Dark, uh, Star Fox sixty four, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Mario Kart sixty four, Diddy Kong Racing. <sighs> so many games. I mean, even like some second tier games. You could have like Jet Force Gemini. You had uh, Shadow Man. Just kidding, not Shadow Man. Uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. So many games. So many games that were considered classics. And, uh, you know, Mario... Oh, shit. <laughs> Super Mario 64. That's the uh, the big one right there. Not Donkey Kong Country 64, which I was super excited for and was just a freaking collect-a-thon that drove me crazy. was not a fan. Point is, uh, the N64 had a lot of uh, classic games. Roosevelt... That said, uh, it's it had its fair share of problems, you know. Um, there was no well, it used expensive cartridges. That was its biggest downfall. Biggest downfall was that it used cartridges, which were still very expensive to produce, and so it made the games cost more. You had less space available to you, so you couldn't put cutscenes in there. You couldn't put a lot of uh, licensed music or music in general or voice acting in there. So. The PlayStation had a leg up on them, so they were able to look a little bit more next-gen, even though the PlayStation was a 32-bit system and the N64 was a 64-bit system. Point is, uh, I think the N64 really delivered on a lot of classic games. A lot of classic games, especially when it came to multiplayer. You couldn't beat a a four-player GoldenEye. You couldn't beat... um, Four-player Mario Kart or Diddy Kong Racing. That was just good times. I'm sorry. Those those were just good times. The PlayStation, you didn't have that. You know, the PlayStation had two two slots for a controller. To get four players, you had to have a multi-tap, which absolutely nobody you ever knew owned a multi-tap. And no game supported a multi-tap. I mean, there, there was a few, but nobody cared. Nobody cared. said, hey, remember all those classic memories we had of playing four-player on the PlayStation 1? No. No. In fact, the PlayStation 2 needed a multi-tap. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So I'd say the N64 wins when it comes to uh, multiplayers and multiplayers. And uh, honestly, even when it came to like single-player epics and I wanted to give it the edge on the arcade games just because of Star Fox 64, but... Oh, and you know, another game. Rogue Squadron. Another awesome game. That was a Star Wars game. So, uh, Roosevelt, I think it's a mixed bag. PS1 definitely had it nailed in a a few key areas, but I would be... It would be... I would be remiss to ignore some of the uh, classic games. Oh, it's Smash Brothers! 64... Oh, my God. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, guys. The very first one. I put so many hours into that. And you know I'm missing a bunch of them. Point is, uh, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. So thanks for the question, Roosevelt. I hope you ask many more uh, controversial questions like that. Yuli asks, what is the capital of Chris to Chris? Where does uh, Roger Rabbit live? Toontown? Toontown? Yeah, that's it. The capital of Chris to Chris is Toontown, USA. We will also accept the letter C. Thanks for the question, Yuli. Devin asks, have you, oh, he says, have you seen my baseball? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. That girl over there has it, Devin. She has it. But she calls it a monitor. Devin also asks, is it insensitive to laugh at that quote? 
Well, Devin, it depends on how you say it. If you say it with the uh, special needs accent, then you are officially insensitive if you laugh at it. The exception would be if it's still 1998, because being insensitive was more in vogue in 1998. Thanks for the questions, Devin. Oh, by the way, uh, Devin, I apologize, because uh, a few weeks ago you asked me if I had ever made a graham cracker, and I, I don't believe, I, I think I said I don't believe I have, but I've made many an instant graham cracker, which you could follow us on, uh, add up and load it on instant graham cracker. Follow us, uh, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. Ken asks, how long do you think I stop to think about my questions before I ask them? I asked that question really weird. How long do you think I stop to think about my questions before I ask them? Ken, I think of you as a question-making machine, which might be a lot of pressure on you, but uh, that's just how I see things. You know, uh, you ask some of the best questions at a very consistent rate. So, bravo, sir. That said... I hope you uh, meditate with candles and spend the week contemplating each and every question you ask before you do so. It's important. Thank you, Ken. Uh, Colos Dolos asks, would Mike like to play a game? Hey, Mike, uh, Colos would like to play a game with you. I don't think you've taken him up on any of his invites so far. Uh, You're actually starting to make me look rude by extension because, you know. I'm hosting this show, and you are here. You are kind of my guest, Mike. So, uh, Colos, uh, Mike would love to play a game with you. Ken asks, what is the most questions you have been asked in a podcast? Ken, I want to say it was 19. But uh, to be sure, I would have to actually go back and listen to 80 episodes of this show, which you know I highly recommend you do, by the way. Or at least, you know, force your friends to do so, because... I'm trying to get 8 billion listeners, and I don't think we have 8 billion listeners yet, because if we had 8 billion listeners, I would say we had a lot more than 19 questions as our top. Even though, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. I think I need some agua. I'm really losing my spit right now. Gotta have water, folks. Water is the key to uh, being wet. Yuli asks, what does a typical day look like for Mike? Well... I'm up at about six. I got this one, Mike. Yelly, Mike starts his day by taking a bath with his neighbor's hose. You know, uh, she doesn't know it, so he has to be quick. You know, quick little spray down. After his bath, Mike likes to uh, steal a foam cup with money from a, a vagrant, and he heads over to a local coffee shop. And by local coffee shop, I mean it's uh, Starbucks. Starbucks. When he gets to Starbucks, he uh, pulls out his laptop, and he works on his screenplay. He actually started it like six years ago, but he's going to finish it any day or week or month or a year now. If it's a weekday, Mike is going to head over to his uh, college at around noon. He spends most of his time there trying to sell girls his mixtape. You know, hits on a girl, tries to sell her the mixtape. After uh, after school, after his uh, education, he, uh, he likes to grab a hot dog from the local 7-Eleven for dinner. After his hot dog, Mike walks home and spends the next hour on the toilet, possibly, probably crying, you know, just about his life. If it's a Thursday, Mike will head over to the studio after his toilet time to uh, help out with this podcast. If it's not a Thursday, Mike just goes back to 7-Eleven for another hot dog. After that, Mike will go home and write haiku to, he'll write personal haikus to anime girls that he would like to date. 
Then he goes to bed by himself again. It's a beautiful life. How'd I do, Mike? Nailed it? Right? Thanks for the question, Yilly. Ken asks, would it be cool if my wife asked a question? Ken, that would be as cool as a cucumber sleeping on the other side of the pillow. I'll say this right now. Mike will not sleep until your wife asks us a question. So, uh, no pressure. Yilly asks, what question that you have received on this podcast that is named Chris to Chris by Chris with a best friend in the whole wide world named Mike has ever been the longest? Well, Yilly, I'm fairly certain that this is in fact the longest, most exhausting question we've ever received. Thank you for setting the standard. I hope that uh, nobody follows in your footsteps. Yilly. Ken asks, have I asked enough questions this week? Ken, you have successfully filled your question quota for this week, which means we do not need to sacrifice one of Mike's pet rats to the podcast gods. Thank you very much for your questions, everybody. Let's wrap this show up. I think it's about time. We have a poll that we do every week on our uh, social media, at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instant Graham Cracker. Last week, we asked it on our Twitter we said, uh, what did we say? You know what? I have uh, old results up here. I think we said, uh, hold on. I know it. Here it is. We said, uh, should we make a poll this week? Oh, that is a classic. Uh, half of you said, yes, I expect it. Half of you said, no, it's too late. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, turns out we don't have a poll that we can announce this week either, but, uh, Best believe it's going to be there either today or tomorrow. I don't know. Whenever. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do a poll. It'll be there. It'll be on our Twitter. It'll be on our Facebook. It'll be on our instant graham cracker. One of them. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. Voting is very important. And of course, uh, you know, don't forget that you can subscribe to this show anywhere podcasts are sold for free. And you can leave us a voicemail now at 909-GUN-DOPE. So, uh, Go ahead and consider that. This fuzz, this faz. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna really wrap it up. I guess I'm having a hard time this week. I'm having a hard time uh, saying goodbye, letting go. Probably because I have to work on Saturday, and these next words are going to be very hard for me to believe myself. <sighs> We're gonna try. We're gonna choke it down here. This has been episode 81 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend, or else. Yeah.